Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. The European energy situation, you know, we've been talking about it over the last few weeks here on Free Talk Live, and it isn't looking good, uh, especially now that Russia has completely cut off the Nord Stream 1 pipeline to Germany. And I I was looking earlier this week, I said, there's got to be more than one pipeline from Russia (laughs) to Europe. And I looked up... There are. I looked up Nord Stream 2, and that one doesn't even operate at all. Apparently, there was it, some sort of issue with it that years never ago. got off the ground. Right. because Well, it got off the ground, and it completed it, actually. But Germany wouldn't license the uh, provide the licenses to, for them to start operating. Wow. So they but they're feeling sorry now. And it was it was in relation to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So oh, really? It was. Uh, so yeah. that's why they refused to license it. So, I mean, it's really kind of f- funny because, you know, they're, they're causing their own problem. They sure are. Yeah. Well, so. Biden, actually had a hand in that also with the with the sanctions which led to somebody saying gee yeah it's true the uh the worst thing biden could think of to do to russia was to shut down their pipelines i wonder what he was punishing us for when he shut down our pipelines mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and, there, and there's also um there's also uh, what is it uh some sort of repair that canada had to do on one of the the pumps i guess and uh, that was also Canada. Yeah, I guess that's where they fix you're the pumps. About, you're talking about the Nord Stream line. Well, I don't know if it's that specific one, but it, one of them. Yeah, one of the pumps for one of the you know pipelines in Europe uh, was was they they couldn't get it. The, I think they shipped it out for repair to Canada, and then they couldn't get it back because of uh, sanctions. sanctions right. right? Yeah, I so, didn't know where the repair center was. I figured it was that in was the Europe, excuse but. that uh, Russia gave for mm-hmm. the, some of the or one of them for some of the reduced correct um, you know movement of oil, but. You know, it may not have been. It was probably just an excuse, but Maybe. nonetheless, it's a good excuse. It, though. it is, and it is. But it is also true that the sanctions are also part of. You know, they're the reason why this is happening, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> well, they probably weren't trying that hard. I wouldn't have been. I mean, who wasn't trying that hard to what? Russia. I, I would imagine they weren't trying that hard to yeah. get the oil out. Currently, the Russian government has announced an official shutdown of all natural gas exports to Europe through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline and plans to maintain the shutdown until the EU ends its economic sanctions over the war in Ukraine. This means that around 40% of Europe's energy resources are now gone, with supply chain issues surrounding the other 60% and prices skyrocketing for households and business. And we've given examples over the last couple of weeks, especially with businesses in some cases i think there was one in ireland that had more than 20x their uh their electric bill went up more than 20 oh, times yeah. from one month to the next it went from like 1700 euros to over 40,000 euro for one month's electric it, bill it was insane i don't remember wow. the numbers yeah. but it was absolutely you know the situation where you'd be you shutting can't down. survive. Yeah, yeah you'd you be shutting your business that. down over it because it would be, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't work economically. You know, some people are seeing two x, three x, five x. We've seen all kinds of examples of what businesses are suffering well, out there. Of course, they're, they're suffering way more than we are in the United yeah. States. Uh, you know, in New Hampshire, we, we we've seen rates double, but um, in Europe, it's like you said, twenty times. Well, the argument here is that you know, as things get worse in Europe, the U.S. is going to follow. That's the point that he's going to make here in this. This post, he cites an article he wrote back mm. in March, in uh, where he said, "quote There's something else the media doesn't talk about much, which is Europe's reliance on Russian oil and natural gas. If you want to see actual price inflation caused by Russia, let the EU ban Russian oil imports, which they've basically now done by setting a uh, a price ceiling on Russian oil imports. The G7 countries have all now done that as of I think last week. I think we were talking about that a week ago, and." Slack-jawed yokels. Yeah, and uh, he says also, or watch as Putin cuts off the supply. Europe is dependent on... Well, in this case, Putin is willing to sell. It's just that they don't want to pay the market price for the Russian oil, so they're going to get none of it. Hmm. Uh, Europe is dependent on Russian oil and gas for about 40% of overall energy production. They cannot even survive a single year without it. If Russia retaliated and blocked energy exports to Europe... The EU would have to siphon oil from many other countries, reducing global supply dramatically. Oh, yeah. This would cause gas prices to explode to double or even triple current levels. Now, 
I'm by no means am I an expert on the oil supply, but certainly if the EU is siphoning oil from other countries, we already know what they're going to do. They're going to buy it from Russia, and that's what uh, China's been yeah. doing. So yeah. it's not like the Russian oil is just going to sit there. Yeah, it's going to sell. It's yeah. and and one of the one of the problems too though that is happening is they don't have the they don't have the facilities to actually uh, export or at least import you know sufficient quantities of you know uh, oil and natural gas mm-hmm. into europe this is going to affect the whole planet right like the fact that europe is cut off from russian energy at this point the nord stream one pipeline now not operating at all it had been at 20 percent of its maximum starting in late july so for about a month it went at about twenty percent, and now it's not operating at all. Uh, and they're not going to—they're not going to turn it back on until the sanctions come to an end. So, given that the European politicians are basically doubling down and saying they're going to do whatever they can do to help Ukraine, you shouldn't expect these sanctions to end anytime soon. I, you know, I don't anticipate the. Uh, how do I say this? I don't anticipate it being that difficult for them to get through the winter. But next winter. That's when it's going to bite. Well, what you mean by that is that they've got some sort of backup. Basically, they've got like tankers or, or tanks. It's somewhere that where they're storing right. essentially the natural yep. gas and the oil uh, for the winter time. And they have hit their goals, or they've come very close. Yeah. They're, they're going to hit their goals basically of of getting those things stocked up. But even with that. They're still telling the member states in the EU that they need to cut back by 15%. Right. And yeah. it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt yeah. a lot. Um, they, I mean, they, you've got to lower your temperature. You got to, right. I mean, there's all sorts of things that I don't even, I'm trying to think of some of the other things they're doing, but they're doing all sorts of restrictions. They're just starting. Um, it. They're not even really c- kicking this into high gear. They're kind of telegraphing that that's coming. Yep. They're, they're saying to people that, that that's going to happen. Things like that are going to happen. But I don't think they've gotten very specific on what. Like right now, uh, it's know, a 15% voluntary cut. I don't know. Um, I know I know there was some protests already over there were. some of these yep. restrictions. So I don't know if they have started some of them but not others. Perhaps. Or it, it might, I think it's something. it might be something more like that um, where it's because, – because they're already protesting. And usually people don't protest something until it's actually affecting them. So – that tends to be true. You're right about that. I, obviously, we're not over there. We don't know all the details. Yeah. We do see some stories from time to time. I had seen that some countries were voluntarily cutting back 15%. And, and then we saw the story about, I think it was Spain, where they told any any business that's open to the public has to cut back to like 80 degree Fahrenheit temperatures uh, in their stores or whatever. So like you can't have, basically, you can't have much air conditioning going on so there definitely already were some restrictions into place i don't know how much of it was affecting people in homes when you think about 10 percent, it doesn't sound like a lot right 63 degrees yeah like when it comes to you know temperature in your home 10 percent's a pretty big cut yeah i mean even a degree or two can be the difference between you know being feeling chilly and not, and not yeah. yeah or not yeah. being comfortable and not that for sure well, hopefully they're not they're not measuring this in Calvin, which is really <laughs> the way to uh, to uh, to calculate uh, temperatures as percentages, because Calvin is mm. just like the Celsius scale, mm-hmm. except it's uh, translated down so that zero Kelvin is actually absolute zero, where the right. uh, atoms stop spinning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they use Celsius in most places in the European Union. Yeah, all the numbers have been in Celsius. Right. Uh, so the media, this is again from ActivistPost.com. He's kind of going over some of the predictions that he made that appear to have largely come true, which is that you know now that Russia has completely cut off the natural gas supply and the G7 countries themselves have told, and that includes the EU, uh, have told Russia that they're going to put in a price cap on Russian oil. That basically means they're not only not only are they not receiving Russian natural gas directly from Russia, but they're now no, no longer going to receive, receive Russian oil because they're not willing to pay for it. So I mean that's those are recent developments. Wow. He points out that uh, the media they should have elected a bag of hammers. Would have been yeah. done a better job. They're smarter. I, I don't think they understand that socialism doesn't really work at the local level, but it, it especially doesn't work at the international level, which no is doubt. effectively what they're trying to do. They're trying to force socialism, but it doesn't. It doesn't work. He, well, they have more socialist schemes. They're gonna. They're I, I gonna know, do See, here. but they fail to understand I, that they don't. They're not going to work. It's. It's just. Gonna, I mean, know. this is. You know, the expected reaction of Russia occurred. It, it's not like they. You know, the price caps were going to like 
you know, Russia was going to be like, okay, oh, we'll accept it. your, yeah. right? Like, accept your price caps. No, if you don't pay the bill, they're going to cut you off. They'll just go sell it, it to China know, and it, India. Yeah, just yeah. because you can, when you totally control an economy, you know, you mm-hmm. can do things like that, but you don't control the international, you know. Thank goodness. And, and, and they but don't. they act like they do. And mm-hmm. when you treat, you know, other countries as if you control them, well, guess what? It's not going to go your way. Nope. Yeah. I, I got to wonder though is is it are they are they stupid or are they crazy like foxes is this another uh manufactured crisis crisis mm-hmm. to usher in the great reset what is going to happen next that's what the question is over at activistpost.com the gentleman here writing uh Brandon Smith points out that let's go Brandon He says the mainstream media talk will revolve around two things. What will be done to prevent disaster and how evil Russia is for cutting off the European population from warmth in the wintertime. And again, they're already blaming Putin over here for the gas prices. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's okay for us to cut off the things they need, but they shouldn't cut off the things we need. That's dirty (laughs) pool. I'm not going to get it's it. like Democrats and democracy. It's only democracy when their side wins. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'm not going to get into the weeds of the morality of Russia's actions versus European sanctions. He says, after all, the EU sought to economically destroy Russia. And as I've written in the past, both sides are being played by globalists to create a worldwide crash. He says, but I do want to cover the inevitable European Union response. He says, European governments are now racing to implement the only policies they understand stimulus policies the uk and the eu are announcing plans to artificially subsidize energy providers and pay a percentage of electric bills for households and businesses of course one has to ask oh happy day it, no why do you print, say that? print print yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this just sounds crazy to me you knew they were going to do it though right like what else could they do it makes it it makes it look like so I think this is where it comes back to nobody's argument that this is calculated. Yeah. That they know exactly what they're doing from an economic perspective. And so what they're doing here is they're saying, Oh, well, oh, we know you guys are hurting you business owners and people in the homeowners, you're hurting right now. So we're gonna cut you a check and we're gonna make it all better. Now we know it's not gonna make it all better, but the people who receive that check, just like the Americans who received the remember the stimulus checks yeah, when it came yeah, out yeah. under Trump and yeah. then some more under Biden, they felt like it was free money and it was just yeah. mana from heaven but it didn't help morons did had no idea nope. that they got 14 dollars in debt for every dollar that they received mm-hmm. just out of the first package he says went the uh, what the eu is planning is essentially a form of price controls using inflated fiat money as a means to placate energy producers for as long as they can most oil and gas on the global market is purchased using the u.s dollar not the euro so it's unclear if europe will be printing euros to buy dollars or attempting to buy oil gas and coal directly in any case this will greatly reduce the euro's value on the energy market and prices will continue to rise for the eu anyway the EU and UK are seeking to cap prices and pay the remainder. But if prices keep climbing, how much are they willing to subsidize and how much are they willing to devalue the euro or the pound in the process? Are they willing to go into complete currency implosion and hyperinflation just to pay for energy? Hmm. All of the debate over government stimulus and the effects will be meaningless, though, if the issue of supply isn't taken into account. The EU can print as much money as they want, but this doesn't help them if they can't acquire enough energy resources to provide the heating and power that the public needs. There's zero chance they'll be able to fill the void left behind by Russian gas and oil, so a certain percentage of the European population is going to suffer regardless. And then he makes some predictions as to some of the developments that Europe is going to experience in the near term including what california is already having rolling blackouts Mm. further price uh, price inflation in energy business shutdowns due to operating costs we're already seeing that happening where businesses are are on social media posting their energy bills and they're saying we can't do we can't do this we cannot raise the the price i saw somebody in the like it was i think a british pub saying i would have to raise my price of a pint to 16 pounds in order to even get this bill paid basically we had to that's heavy my company had to increase the price (laughs) of uh, a certain product by about 10 percent and we had a customer who buys fairly large quantities of Mm -hmm. this product from us and uh, just yesterday it was i believe 
they they called and they were asking about you know why the price went up and uh, i you know i was you know some they, they got put on hold and somebody else asked me this question and uh and i was like inflation yeah <laughs> and the response you know and he was like do you want me to tell the customer that and i'm like yeah tell the customer that eventually there is a good chance <laughs> angry crowds will be in the streets we already saw major protests in prague over the weekend just this past weekend with over i think estimated hundred thousand in the streets from both the right and the left nice. uh, the left coming together to protest against the government's involvement in the ukraine situation they wanted the government out of mm-hmm. the uh, the ukraine situation so they had a chance then at staying warm maybe if they could get some actual gas from uh from russia for the winter time so yeah. The- see, I don't see how the Ukraine is even our problem, except that, you know, they paid off Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, there's always a war going on. Sure. Somebody's always invading somebody. And we don't care. I mean, usually it's us. I You know, you know what I, I, I think it's I think the problem is more along the lines of the government's hindering sales of equipment and things of that nature. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well now the government's going to, you know, let these countries that are invaded buy equipment, you know, as opposed to, because if we had a free market, you know, then in theory, Ukraine could have armed itself, you know, I don't know, prior to invasion, as You're saying without to, subsidy, without getting uh, yeah, without, free weapons from the U.S. Right, taxpayer. right, right. Because um, I think that's the real Well, problem, they didn't right? seem to have the foresight. I mean... Any any country can set up a, a factory and well, no. build their own AK forty seven. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, so the government, the U.S. government, and other governments restrict the sales of certain weaponry, right? Certain advanced weaponry. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an example, Russia's Russia is well known for manufacturing weapons and selling them all around the world. But Russia is also dependent on for its more sophisticated weapons on uh, computer microchips, which they have to get from certain other countries, which guess what? The, the West controls. So the sanctions are actually hindering Russia's ability to uh, manufacture Wouldn't some of those the microchips advanced- be coming from uh, China. Uh, no, not China. Uh, no. Taiwan, oh. the United States, um, basically the West controls those. There's most no microchip advanced. manufacturers in China. No, um, I there's um, in China they've got um, not the not the was it the two nanometer processes. Not the I think they have. I think China has up to seven nanometers. With that's the most advanced Smaller they can manufacture. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're talking about the most advanced microchips, which is how you get the Mm, the the pinpoint accuracy kind of kind of stuff for weaponry um yeah okay. um so that is what mm. is currently being hindered by uh russia currently the uh, people in europe are going to get uh, probably a little chilly this winter time they're pointing out here at activistpost.com some of the likely developments we're going to see rolling blackouts uh, more energy price uh, increases business shutdowns due to operating costs that's already starting Energy fascism, inform, meaning informants and government monitoring of usage. There's already a proposal on the table that I saw in the news this week. I think it was Switzerland uh, where they're proposing to put in certain restrictions on energy usage and that if uh, if you get caught, it's three years in prison. Hmm. So if you get your house a little too warm, you're going to be sitting in a cold jail cell. Uh, and of course they're going to reward snitches, right? So if your family comes over and they see that you've got your thermostat set too high and you know, uncle's mad at you for something, he may just turn I mean, you in. How are you going to prove that? Like you think they're going to take a picture? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like how do they, how would they even know that it's your thermostat and not somebody else's thermostat or that it wasn't pushed up two degrees? Somebody took a picture. Well, as you put, know, most you know, people are just going to take back the down. plea deal. They're not going to fight I, it in court, right? Yeah. yeah our okay. system is so messed up. I totally agree. Government is terrible and that's basically how it works. Yeah. They just throw their weight around and yep. they usually get what they want. Uh, they say further, more prices going up on general goods, including food, more government price controls. Government's pushing the idea of universal basic income, rationing of all necessities, severe economic decline and job losses, large numbers of people freezing in the winter, and finally, of course, civil unrest. He says, I could continue with this list, but I think you get the idea. It's not going to be pretty. For those of us in the United States, this seems The last like one could be beautiful. Civil, civil unrest. Civil unrest, yeah. sure. <laughs> Uh, for those of us in the U.S., this seems like a scenario out of sight and out of mind, but that won't be the case. No. Europe is 
is going to be scouring markets for energy supplies anywhere they can find them. And keep in mind, the U.S. is already sending 75% of its liquid natural gas exports to Europe. So I did not know that. Uh, that there's... is interesting, and yeah. I am very curious. So what, one of the things that people have to remember is the United States is, was already a exporter of uh, you know oil and gas mm-hmm. in recent years because mm-hmm. they have expanded. Uh, it went down. Uh, I forget exactly what the time frame was, but over the last decade or so, the you know explo- exploitation, I guess, um, has gone sky high. So we actually have – we produce more than we consume, I believe it is, something to that effect. Well, even yeah. if that's true – the fact that Europe's willing to pay more is still going to drive prices up. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Props for the couple of villages in Mexico that actually ran the government off and kept them off. Yeah, I oh, heard yeah. about those stories <laughs> a few years too. ago, right? That happened? Um, yeah, and I believe it's still going on. Mm. Um, Interesting. You know, and, uh, I guess Ridley's going to get mad at me for talking about it. But, Ridley? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why would he get mad about that? Uh, he doesn't like it when I talk about violence. Oh, <laughs> I see what you mean. Well, I think I think it's more he doesn't like it when you advocate violence. Not that you ever have, but uh, yeah. if it can be misconstrued as you advocating violence, then he gets well, upset. Well, let's clarify. Yeah. I think there's a difference between saying you can use violence in self-defense and that you can use aggressive violence, yeah. right? So sure, that's, that's, that's also difference. true. I mean, the bottom line, though, is if you've got a government you don't want and and you're holding them off like, the, like these uh, people who are heroes in Mexico are... Um, then, you know, you can't do that without having some level of physical threat. Well, I mean, you're, you're also um, talking about defensive have, violence here. It has to be known that pretty much the cops have to know that it's not worth going in there for a paycheck. And it's a sort of a little bit... I don't want to say it's that different of a situation, but it's also a little bit of a different situation when the cops are also doing, I mean, they're, they're basically the bad guys, right? I mean, they're coming in and stealing from from these towns. and What's that happening. different from? Because that's what I've experienced here. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a little bit different I mean, here they rob us it's, very formally. It's a little bit On di- paper, yes. they give us a receipt. Well, well and but that's kind of... Who the hell cares? Right. They're robbing us blind. Yeah, and that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make, right? It's It's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, re- with regards to protesters throwing government goons out, I have no objection to that. Mm. If you get enough people to go in, just like they did recently in Iraq, where a bunch of people went mm. into the presidential palace and like partied in the pool and oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. I saw some of that. I yeah. like uh, the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. So like if you're doing it in a way that is just an overwhelming amount of people. It doesn't have to be violent, per se. Mm-hmm. Just having the numbers yeah. is going to be enough to drive those people out. None of us have military experience, and, and in theory, there's no difference between theory and practice, but in practice, there nearly always is. Oh, sure. Um, sure, no doubt. So, so it, it, just, it just is what it is, but I, I like the hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I enjoy... Um, you know, taking the parts of what the media tells me apart and putting it back to together different ways and seeing if it fits better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. uh, yeah. It just really depends on how many people you have on your side. Ultimately, that's what everything depends on. That's that's what mm-hmm. the the Free State Project, which is the migration of libertarians moving to mm-hmm. New Hampshire, depends on. So we need to have enough people to where we can outnumber the status quo and i don't mean by physical attack or i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about just doing activism we need to have more activists it's a form of peaceful sort of revolution almost well it it is and you know either way either way it goes having more people is is key yeah you have to whether it's for a civil disobedience movement or whether it's to get elected (laughs) you have to have numbers so i'm I'm thinking about this for just a moment that's not always the case it's a certain especially if you're talking about a violent conflict it's a certain set of of the population that you actually need on your side but I get what you well, guys are saying. You need more people the, is what you need. Uh, the numbers are always good. I'm not saying Having that numbers are bad. Having more people but... on your side will never hurt you. It's the most important yeah. I mean, if you're voting, it won't help you sure. because, as Stalin said, it doesn't matter who casts the votes. What matters them. is who counts yeah. the votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Uh, it's the most important factor.
in every in every circumstance leading to change. If you don't have people on your side, you're never going to succeed. You cannot do it. You don't have anybody on your side, of course not. Yeah. But if you have the population of, you know, um, you don't need the majority. No, because the majority not. of people will do nothing no. and they will sit aside right. and then they'll take right. whatever side wins. I mean, well, usually, usually in military, I believe, and, they... and that's that's just a given. There's always going to be a lot of people who are um, who are just undecided. Mm-hmm. They were literally talking about shutting down Germany's uh, industry altogether, as I understood. The German government, not even, not even, you know, just pricing them out of business. It's just shut, shut it down. Right. They said they were going to route the uh, natural gas not to the industry, but to the residential. Wow. uh, uh, The residents. So how's and how are they going to pay for that natural gas if they can't go to work? You got me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if anything, I would think it would be better to keep the factories going and have, um, you know, and have some sort of, I don't know, uh, you know, shelter that is uh, maybe, uh, you know, heated um, where people, if they can't get by in their houses, you know, uh, you know, just keep that, just keep it warm enough to where the pipes don't freeze or something like that. And then go to the shelters, you know, because I mean, what I mean. Otherwise, what what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to you're going to economically collapse your country. That seems yeah. to be what the plan is, right? I mean, that doesn't seem like a workable plan. And along the lines in what we what we were talking about earlier, you know, like um part of one the biggest thing that we need is more people in New Hampshire. And more libertarian people. More libertarian right. people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The liberals need to leave. The conservatives yeah. need to go to Texas. Well, they're coming. I mean, yeah. uh, we I, need I, more I don't people, know. but they're I think, I think we could find enough common ground with the with the conservatives that... Nah, I don't think uh, you're right. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think the they want you is, to believe that, but then they're going to start telling you how you can live and what you can put yeah. in your body and what your religion just, ought to be. Here's the well, problem. The question is, how many of them are going to be willing to back it by force? Because most people uh, can manage to be pretty comfortable. Uh, I, one of the reasons I think we have borders is people tend to be pretty sanguine about what goes on on the other side of them it's like they do a lot of stuff in mexico and in canada Mm -hmm. that we think is nuts and for my part i could care less i have absolutely no interest in in saying hey you canadians have to do it differently screw that Sure, their own but, damn business. But the conservatives but care. But take their freedom fighters well, so the, they don't have to kill them. But the conservatives care a lot about the people trying to cross those borders. And they get really mm-hmm. crazy about uh, border patrol and increasing yeah. border restrictions. Well, and- there's, there's something to be – good fences make good neighbors. If you start supporting the conservative, let's say, because they, you know, support us in quotes, right? What you're going to have is you're going to be you're going to be trading one liberty or you're going to be giving up one liberty for another. So maybe you'll get guns, but you'll lose a you're assuming a single jurisdiction. The way the way I imagine it would shake out, because although we tend to be able to to get along with the conservatives, we're not them. Mm-hmm. And sure. and so it's they're not going to be that comfortable living among amongst us and we might not be that comfortable living amongst them. So I would say the best thing to do would be to uh, would be to work it out on a county by county basis and mm-hmm. basically uh, get get the libertarian. We could fit every free stater in one county easily. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. You can't rally the cats. You cannot herd the cats into uh, to one place. It's hard enough just to get people to move to New Hampshire. Well, You're not you going to get them to if, move if all the If the conservatives place. are shooting at them, they'll move. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I don't think it's going to come down uh, to that. I think ultimately, I, I think it. I think it has to because the the thing is, there's there's a lot of conservatives who are going to want to come with us. Okay, come and, with us to and, secede from the United States. You mean? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and and you know, on it's unlikely given the demographics it's unlikely that we would have the force to prevent them i don't even know if i'm seeing that i mean i don't feel like the the conservatives i mean i don't know it seems like a lot of the conservatives are not necessarily you know they're they're very much big 
big government just like the left is um but they're just it's in a different way it's in a military they are, way, right? but and they are in practice their politicians definitely are they're very but the thing US, is united states the, not new the, hampshire the difference between democrats and and republicans is republicans want to believe that there's a better way than having the government do anything and liberals don't want to believe that I followed the Grateful Dead around when I was a teenager, and and there's two kinds of hippies. Uh, basically, you've got the uh, uh, well, the Rainbow Gathering. They call them the Rainbows and the Drainbows, hmm. um, and the Drainbows are the ones that are always uh, that. Basically, they they found a group of people that will accept. The fact that they're slovenly, so they so they just go there because they're slovenly, um, and but then there there are other hippies like you know you couldn't do the Rainbow Festival without a lot of people doing a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm, sure, you know, There's a lot of unpaid, cooking. organized, and actually cooperating, which libertarians could learn a thing or two from that, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and those guys, I mean, they'll go out in national forests when they do their pork fest. They go out in a frigging national for, uh, forest and they build like a village uh, yeah. in in this uh, in in this place. They set up huge kitchens to mm-hmm. feed everybody, and and you know it has some it it has some annoying aspects like. They they want to pull their tobacco and it's like yeah I don't pull, uh, <laughs> but you know it's it's they're hippies they're not sure. going to do any I mean they're they're not going to like you know shake you down for it right you know that but you know I I I figure out pretty quickly amongst hippies who the libertarian hippies are mm-hmm. and and they exist because there there's a lot of them. That they just want to help people. Sure. You know? Uh, but the problem is they don't have any resources, so they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or they don't have many resources. There, There's some rich hippies out there. So what was the point of bringing up the uh, rainbow? Uh, oh, well, the point, of, the point of bringing it up is that there are liberals that we can, uh, that we can cooperate with. I agree. Because yeah. they would be perfectly happy... You know, out on the frontier somewhere. Think about how the uh, how the leftists operate on on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Basically, they they're attacking uh, the Free State Project constantly. Um, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, attacking it constantly, but usually attacking it with like stupid lies. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, we're all transphobic. Yeah. Oh, even Arya, mm-hmm. we're all homophobic. <laughs> homophobic. I, I oh, even one. the Penguin Man. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's 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 complete nonsense. I, I, all I can think you of know? is the uh, the the anti Free State or protesting Keen. Where we had more libertarian LGBT folk, LGBTQ folks uh, on the libertarian did. side at their rally, and then they were saying we were anti-LGBT. Mm, yeah, like, yeah. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. Um, I, how many of these people here are LGBTQ on your side? Because I don't see any. I don't know if any of them were. Maybe one. Maybe one person. Was, at least but, they weren't. Obviously, the yeah, thing is, back yeah. in the day, the left loved the weirdo. You know, they claimed to love the weird. Oh, well, no, they, I mean, they 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 really <laughs> did. They 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 celebrated. Uh, they celebrated weird. They're, that's, they're, that's they're trying to get. They just get want us to, to vote, vote, right? They they want us to vote. Uh, for no, them. no, no. You're talking about you're talking about modern modern left. I'm talking yeah. about twenty thirty years ago. Yeah. Okay. I I mean I I was a liberal because. In my day, the conservatives were mo- were were the way more heart- hateful, sure. hateful side. I, I, I don't, and there is a reason that the liberals are pissed off. I don't disagree with that entirely because I, I just mean, think it's a bit of an overstatement. Because look at the local, you know, at an individual level, I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we go back thirty years, but at the same time, 
it's you know it's not like it's not like the the democrats who are in power right none of them are that way um yeah they just they use not now they use those movements and, and that's the thing that's mostly because the democratic party has become absolutely absolutely worthless the Discord uh, is a centralized server and it's completely controlled by the Discord Corporation. It is obviously not a good uh, system for a long-term viability. But for that said, yep. uh, you know you can't blame the Free State Project for going where the people are, right? Like they they yeah. feel like they need to have a presence uh, in these places. I understand you roll your eyes at it, Chris, but the reality is that you well, got to go where so the much, people are. It's not so much rolling is, my eyes. Some people but, care more about easy to use than secure. They do. Some they people do. just accept people it's, it's that not, whatever they're doing on the internet, they might as well be doing it in the middle of the street because everybody I, can it's see. Not about, and they're just like, yeah, I don't care. It's not about security. It's about uh, control. You know, losing control. Losing. Yeah. I mean, because if you start using things like platforms like Facebook and YouTube, and they're all centralized, you can get kicked off. And they're already, mm-hmm. and they have been doing things like shadow banning us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, see, that's that's a big thing. Um, kicking us off and, and so on. So I've, why would we want to continue to contribute to their platform if we can help it? We need yeah. to get more people off those platforms. Oh, I agree. Unfortunately, it's it's, uh, you have to get that message on those platforms because that's where those people are. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there are technological solutions to that. What but what I would do if it was me was first off encourage all of my users to have a Twitter account and to hook up the Gazauda on Mastodon to the Gazinta on uh, on Twitter. So basically, you keep tweeting interesting things. Everything everything that you toot also tweets. But then. Um, you basically you encourage the people like you know if you can get Tom Woods on board or people like that you encourage them to say well I'm posting from Mastodon mm-hmm. so you can hear me but I can't hear you if you want to talk to me Reply come over Mastodon. to Mastodon absolutely yeah. that would um, be an ideal uh, circumstance it's just it's really hard it's really hard yeah. to get people to uh, to change their habits it, you, really the only way well, to do it what, what it, it seems would, like is to have them get cut off it doesn't seem like anybody mm-hmm. takes it seriously. Well, Until they there's, lose there's another way to do it, because frankly, a lot of the alternatives uh, that, that people have offered have been, you know, they put so much work into being secure and uncensorable that they haven't had time to make it usable yet. Mm. And, you know, Matrix is just on the edge of that. Of, the, of that territory, yeah, it's, it's gotten, gotten a lot better. It was unusable when, I, at, when we first tried it several yeah, years ago. It, it was, it was really unusable bad. when I first encountered yeah. it. When it was and called Riot, it's becoming usable, yeah. and that's the thing: is sometimes open source stuff uh, takes years instead of months. A lot of times, developers don't like to document stuff, like mm-hmm. yeah, and it's their last thing on their priority list. So right. it's um, so how do you move things around on on somebody's priority list? You well, pay them. Sure. exactly. Sure, you give them something um, in return because people can't do something for nothing. Nobody can deliver something for nothing, but God knows I try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've been. I mean, if I. If I'd had a budget for self four one one, I I would have had three or four guys working on it, and and it would be knocked out by now. But you know, it's the well. I let me let me say this thing. The good news is that the server and everything is upgraded, and it's it's actually on a good track right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. working. I mean, yeah. that's uh, that's a good thing. Well, there's a so. new version of Matrix has been upgraded too. Right? Is there? I did not. I didn't know what the the changes. It's, were the, la- it's the latest version, so okay, that's good. good. So we still need to get rid of the Ukrainian chat rooms that somebody spammed into yeah. our server list. But Do you want anyway, me to have a look at that? I don't know. It's you'd have to talk to. Uh, to add. We don't need to go. Get yeah, into let's this not go on, on the air. Yeah. But <laughs> regardless, the server is there over at chat.freetalklive.com for anybody that wants to try it out. And I agree with you, Penguin, that people are. Chris, uh, that people do need to uh, to make the move to these decentralized platforms. But the best thing that we can do uh, in that area is to create those platforms and then you know invite them over there. As you were saying, nobody get 
give people a reason to make that move say oh well there's certain content you just can't get Mm -hmm. on twitter you can go over here and you can get it there you can there's content you cannot get on discord you can go over here and you can get it on these decentralized uh, options now of course the other thing that that you could do brave browser has an interesting idea with the uh, basic attention to uh token Mm -hmm. Um, which basically you get you get paid for looking at certain content on on the internet, and it's it's, it's very pittance, little. But yeah, it's yeah. a pittance, but it's there. Um, and there's always the possibility that if enough people start using this, that that pittance will sudden, suddenly turn into a significant sum. Seems unlikely. Uh, I mean, it does what seem is un- a web view worth? Not much. I mean, did, remember they tried yeah. this back in uh, the late '90s with. One of those oh. ad companies. Remember that one? Was it all something like all advantage? All advantage. Yeah, think, oh yeah that's what it was. The uh, Resolve Initiative in New Hampshire. What about the Resolve Initiative? Up- I, I lost a few of your first words because we didn't have you. We had you muted here. Yeah, Therese Grinnell is with the Resolve Initiative in yeah. New Hampshire, and she has uh, raised some concerns that I think will be near and dear to the hearts of every <laughs> Free Talk Live host. Uh, her 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 beef is that. A lot of, uh, you know, liberty activists or so-called liberty activists in some cases, are, she feels way too close to the governor in New Hampshire. Huh. Okay. Like what? What does that mean? Well, I don't want to put words into her mouth. I don't mm-hmm. remember the you know exact details of her concern. Um, but I was just m- mainly I'm just curious as to what you guys think about the other guys who are running in the primary against the governor. Uh, there is a Republican primary for governor, and one of the other candidates is Thad Riley, I guess. I don't know much about him. Yeah, all I know about that guy is that there was a question about independence. Uh, there was uh, this initiative that you're talking about, the We the People New Hampshire. They had a candidate's event uh, that was probably close to a month ago at this point. And Bonnie and I took the night off on Friday. I think it was a Friday night. And uh, we went out there to go and observe and you know, do some crypt or not crypto, go do some uh, secession outreach and you know, pass out flyers, that kind of thing. And while I was there, I figured, you know, uh, there's going to be a debate. I might as well throw in a question about independence. So I wrote up a question on a you know little index card, and I mentioned that there was a study recently here in New Hampshire, the very first of its kind that you can learn about if you go to nhexit.us. Uh, that and I cited some of the study statistics that it was uh, over half of Republicans in New Hampshire are ready for New Hampshire to be its own independent country now, and it was almost one out of three of the overall population, twenty nine percent of uh, the population here. And so I said, given given that, and that says to me that we have to, um, we have to be able to to find common ground with them, and we have to be able to establish. Um, boundaries that work for both groups of people, because with that many secessionists, mm-hmm. okay, they're they're not going to leave the state when the state leaves leaves the country. Not if we brought in a million libertarians. Well, yeah, I mean they're going to stay here because they voted for it. You have to have a large number of people absolutely. voting for it to make, it, make it possible. So because we have a a variety of people that are active that um that want to want to withdraw and they want to get the divorce mm-hmm. and they want to uh obviously stay here when it when it happens um well even if we're not cooperating with those people before the fact we're going to have to cooperate with them after the fact we're going to have to have ways to draw <sighs> borders and come to agreements I um, was hearing you guys talking about secession and like, uh, oh, oh, conservatives. If you could, if you would get conservatives to go along, and I tend to really strongly like differentiate e- even nowadays, like I differentiate conservatives from libertarians very sharply. Different group of people. But um, that being said, like, so th- yeah. So first answer to can you get conservatives to kind of go along with you up there in the free state and what? You plan on doing um, no and a hard no and a hell no. But once you ask the question, you are automatically filtering out the, the type of so-called you know, self-identified conservatives that are going to be open to that very non-conservative idea of uh, secession or a freedom movement or whatever. Or um, are, You're filtering a very smaller subset of people that might identify with the right and might have certain 
conservative ideas, and it's not uh, ostensibly like, I don't know, a, a Christian conservative or any other type of specific other kind of grouping. So if, if you have a bunch of conservatives and a bunch of libertarians up there and a bunch of uh, conservative libertarians and a whole gamut of people up there, um, you, you, you do have a question of how, how does that actually work? How do you, how do you live and live in your communities? And, you know, like, I think mm-hmm. kind of Rich was getting at, there's kind of a stated preference in their politics, and then there's the revealed preference of what they would actually want to do and implement and take the mm-hmm. time to do if they're moving up there for a freedom movement. And then one more thing. Um, so what would a state based on like American conservatism look like in reality? Well, conservatism is the conser- American conser- modern conservatism is a grievance movement. It's based on opposing the left. And the, 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 the movement, this raison d'etre is to oppose the, the left and it's a grievance movement. So it doesn't have its own standalone ideology. And well, I mean, the left doesn't have an ideology and the conservatives don't have an ideology, but there are some things they want, right? Like generally conservatives want to tell you how to live. Uh, they want to tell you what you can do with your body and they want to tell you what church you can go to, right? So like that's probably yeah. what you would see. And they love the military. So, I mean, you'd probably see well, a militaristic uh, society in which abortion was completely outlawed and uh, drugs were highly restricted, but there's plenty of alcohol. Oh, just the queen thing. Um I she's still dead. No. Are you there? Uh, she's still dead. Yeah, and Guido Sarducci too. Who's that? Sarducci. Uh, back in the day, in the seventies, um, they had a running gag on Saturday Night Live, where they would they would be doing their their little newscast, and they'd stop everything and say, "This just in." Mm-hmm. Father Guido Sarducci is still dead. <laughs> was he a real character? Or like a real um, person? I don't know exactly hmm. what he was. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was a comic uh, imitation of, of okay. a priest, although people have said the same of me. Um, but the... Uh, but yeah, he, he wore this uh, this crazy black coat and hat. He's a fictional character, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, what uh, what else? Go ahead. Oh, I just think it's kind of ironic that who just met her like three days ago? I saw it all over Twitter. The new uh, conservative prime minister of England, like three days ago. There's so many conspiracies about. Well, the she had to be family. approved. The Queen had to approve her appointment or whatever as prime minister. Yeah, I, do you think she, she whacked her? No, I'm saying who knows. You know, the whole there's a lot of conspiracies around the royal family. The reptilian thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, think she was drinking uh, children's blood or having it infused in her body? No, well, I'm not <laughs> saying it's true. I'm just saying there's a lot of conspiracies around sure. her. That, it, know, if if she grow. did, she needs some money back because it didn't help. My grandmother was 100% Welch. Uh, and Wales, if you ever call a Welshman an Englishman, you know, in a bar, you'll mm-hmm. have a fight on your hands. It's one of the few places that was never conquered in, in uh, northern England. Okay. They ceded Scotland to the uh, Vikings because the kings got weak. They, there was four, and then there became one, and they just got tired of being plundered and pillaged, so they gave uh, Scotland to the Vikings. It does get old. Right across the sea was the Irish, so we started getting messed with. I'm black Irish. They never got over our castle walls. Hmm. But anyway... Hmm. Um, as far as the bloodletting things, all of the old girls on my grandmother's side lived well into their 90s. So I don't think that's an issue. Okay. Good but, to know. Uh, the, uh, the couple guys, you, I didn't know you had two penguin collars, but I doubt either one of them ever wear a long-tailed tuxedo with a monocle. And I think <laughs> that's a prerequisite to be a penguin. I uh, see. I I've always wanted him to do a an ad for his computer business like that. That'd be sweet. It'd be a good Halloween uh, costume too. Yeah. No. No. We're the different. We're different kind of penguin. We're the the belly, big belly. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> kind with the. Yeah. What else, Major? Well, I remember the character he brought up on Saturday Night Live, Father Guido Sarducci. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, just a little short dude and kind of. Almost looked Jewish if he was too dark. But uh it was yeah, it was a good character. Anyway, so um 
this guy was caught on video camera. I'm thinking in a Walmart, some kind of a large store. And uh, I'm going to call him uh, China Joe, our our hair-sniffing fearless leader, his, his major competition. We now have a butt sniffer in Texas. This guy. Oh, wow. I haven't seen Maybe he video, could be Secretary of State. Well, he's a, he was a pretty pretty large fella, and he comes slinking up real quick behind these two pretty gals in, in the store. And uh, evidently they must have sensed him because – one of them turned around and, well, he kind of pretended to drop something and picked it up and then pretended like he was shopping. Mm-hmm. So he turned back around and didn't pay him no mind. I am just very excited. They're going to build a a youth homeless shelter for under age 21 just for them, finally, here in Albuquerque. Are there that many homeless children or young people in Albuquerque? Well, their count is from 1,600 and more. That's Hold on, let me just clarify. Was. You said under the age of 21, which means that there are legal adults probably going to be the bulk of it, right? We're talking about there's mostly going to be 18, 19, and 20-year-olds there because I presume most people who are younger than that age still have parents, and if they're homeless, they're homeless with their parents. Well, I think so, but yeah, okay. a lot of times uh, the thing is that those kids, the homeless kids, they don't. A lot of times they don't. They're runaways. They don't have uh, parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they molest them, they beat them up, and they have to leave, or they're starving at home, so they leave. And so there, I've known there's teenage homeless teenagers at 14 or 13. They leave their home, or or they come to an abandoned house. They're, they're. You know, I've met a kid that. You're old enough. When they when he went back home, the mom and the other kids were all gone. He was 16. So this happens to a lot of people, and they're finally going to address this problem. And well, I don't know if it's going to help the problem. I mean, if you take these uh, homeless teenagers and you put them in the hands of the government, then they could put them in the hands of foster parents, and then they might get abused even worse than what they were being abused at home. That happens a lot with the uh, children and family services, but. And you know, I've no, definitely got some sympathy. I was I was homeless at sixteen by choice. Mm-hmm. I, you ran away. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't really run. It was kind of a it was kind of a, a mutual thing. Where they, did you end up? Where were you sleeping? Um, I ended up. I mean, it it depended. Sometimes I uh, there was this uh, this dorm at the mm-hmm. University of Michigan. And uh, they had some kind of boiler room mm-hmm. in in the basement, mm. and they had this uh, this vent. It was like wow. a gigantic dryer vent, and so for a while I was sleeping under this vent, mm. and I'd take my coat off and I'd put it behind my head, mm-hmm. and I'd wow. watch the snow. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.